Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. By testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12, 2. Welcome, Strikers. Let's get ready to renew our minds this week on the Mighty Anvil. God, you are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution. And temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over and the fires of life are all quenched, Grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. 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 Welcome. How y'all guys do? Uh, well, I was getting a, putting the cart before How the horse. How y'all guys do? <laughs> Alan, you want to do some brushing there for us? Yeah, so a little brushing we have. Um, we want to continue to show our respects uh, this week for Courtney Yarbrough. Um, and we want to continue to help the family. So there will be a link to the GoFundMe uh, in the show notes. Uh, just to help out, help offset um, some of the cost of the, uh, the loss that the family is experiencing. We also have the LA Dream Center trip coming up. Uh, there's a link in the notes also to sh- to support Scott. Support support, support Scott <laughs> on his trip. Um, for those that are able to help him out, we will be sending daily updates uh, of the outreach. For donations over two hundred dollars, there will be a daily Zoom call that comes with it, yeah. and uh, more to come. Yeah, so I think the, I checked when that, with that, and we are allowed to do... He said we will have a lot of free time at okay. the end of the day. So the idea is if uh, you are helping me get to the Dream Center, uh, there will be a individual text for people that have um, participated in that. Uh, and uh, donations over $200. There will be a Zoom call at the end of the day kind of with uh, some pictures from the day, kind of nice. giving you all the update of what we did and how we touched lives and how we made an, an impact into the world and, and making those changes. So I got the clearance to go. Very cool. I like it. That's nice. That's impressive. A Zoom call. Kind of check in and yeah, share share what was going on, motivate. If, if you uh, wanted to participate in that way, that would be, you know, not you, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you, you, I'm not going to say <laughs> no, but uh, for those people that want to that wanna help me out, I feel like uh, it's probably my, you know, I don't want to say duty, but it's my pleasure to kind of let you see what you were investment, how, investment. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, hey, our four hour, uh, our four hour, four <laughs> hour, that's me typing in uh, late at night, guys. <laughs> so our, our, uh, our contest that we had, or not really a contest, it was just kind of it a giveaway. Just, yeah, just yeah. a giveaway. So if you answered the two uh, questions, um, got them right, which eh, most of the people that wrote in got them right. They got them right, yeah. Well, that's uh, good. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, uh, we, we, we covered our bases there. Uh, this, uh, the winners, or the winners of the giveaway was uh, Mitchell Mendoza. Chris Nugent, Nugent. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. It's early. Like Ted Nugent's brother or something. It was something like that. Okay. Yeah, bows and arrows. Right on. 
Right on, Chris. <laughs> he shows how it's done. Uh, and Allison Howard. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, yeah right congrats. On. And then Dan North, who is uh, always participating with us. Uh, he's got our back on this podcast. So, yeah. Uh, introductions. So, the introduction to this person, I honestly, I don't know him that well. I have been guided towards him in my endeavors in running, which... That has been swaying a little bit lately, but uh, he's Whoops. got a really bit huge background in that that I found out this morning. We might find out a little bit about that yeah. and what kind of mindset it takes to be that kind of an athlete. Um, there is one thing that I can tell you that anytime that you um, inter- are, are around this gentleman, he, the energy that he produces, the the joy that you just see in his eyes and his smile makes you feel welcomed wherever you are. And with that, I would like to welcome uh, Gary Gregory. Welcome well, thank show. you. Man, it's, it's a pleasure being here. Yeah. Right on. And, you know, it's, it's an honor. I get to listen to Alan's oh voice. <laughs> and, and, and Scott, man, it's just, it's fantastic to get to hang out with you. People aren't missing much when they're not hearing my voice. But yeah. Well, you got a great <laughs> yeah. voice, man. Come on now. Yeah. I have a, I have a face for, t- for radio. There we go. Yes. Wait. Um, <laughs> wait, what? Wait. Yeah. A face for radio. Got right? a face for radio? Yeah. Actually, yeah, that, that works. That's how it goes. <laughs> Stay on the radio, Scott. <laughs> you know, like one thing I've noticed about Gary, he always has a, like. There's very few people that always have smiles on their faces. Like, Gary, you are one of them. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I like. You know, what's the alternative? You know, frowning. I just I enjoy the I. You know, life's good, and that's one of my core scriptures. Is you know today's the day the Lord has made. Yes, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Man, he woke me up this morning, and I am just I'm thrilled. That I get to be awake and get, you know, he's, his purpose isn't done with me yet. So, man, I'm, I'm going to get out there and. Man, okay, so the Strikers, that's what I'm talking about right there. Just the positivity that comes from him, the smiles. If you could see him right now, he's smiling. I'm, I'm having a hard time looking into his <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Don't look at me, guys. There's, there's few people that I can, like, there's maybe about five or six people I can count on hand. That always have smiles, and you, you, like I said, you are one of them. And I, I do the same thing. When I yeah. get up in the morning, this is the day the Lord has made, I will rejoice. And I, that's why I tell them, I will rejoice yeah. and be glad in it. And I think even if, if that's the best part of your day, at the end of the day, I think the, most, the, the biggest takeaway for me would be, even if I had some things that didn't go right, some complaints, I'm still alive to actually right. complain about them. There, there is an alternative, which... That's not what I want. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, I'd always, always tell people I'd rather be seen than viewed. Oh, so yeah. wow. when, when God <laughs> oh. wakes me up in the morning, there's yeah. that purpose. There's that opportunity, man. Everything's an opportunity. I like you know, that. if you really look at it and you know, when, so when God wakes me up, Hey man, just like you said, Alan, it's even if I have a bad day, I had a chance, Yeah. but it was a, but it's a choice that I get to make because yeah. God gave me that opportunity to make that choice, but it's, it's up to me to make the choice and to take the action that follows it, that matches my choice. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I choose, let's get excited. Yes. Cause what's the alternative? Yeah. You know, if you don't choose to be excited, then you just go through day uh, there. You can go mediocre, you can go below mediocre, or you can just go angry. Mm-hmm. But if you choose a good day, you're going to have a good day. Uh, I'm, I can't help but crack up on what you were saying just a second ago. It's better to be seen than, than viewed. viewed. I like right? that. And I'm only, my head goes to, that was my last day that everybody can view me. 
Is that? It, it, could you go a little bit deeper in what you were saying? Because I'm thinking really morbid things here. Like, <laughs> well, it is kind of. It does tie to to morbid things. So, you know, when people see you, it's because you're you're active. You're moving. You're around. You're alive. Mm-hmm. God gave you breath. You know, praise God. Well, when you're being viewed, no longer. <laughs> okay. So that's that's my thing. Is you know, if God woke me up this morning, I'm going to get seen, yeah. and Ooh. I'm you know I'm going to be doing things to 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 serve God's purpose and that's to glorify him and so man I'm going to be seen and not viewed laying down in that casket I, it is morbid but you know what it's it's the truth truth yeah yeah I also like what you said is uh your purpose isn't complete yet right uh, I think we talked to Trace about that we did yeah. um how he had a concern about you know a fear of dying because what if he's not done doing what he's doing mm. And uh, we kind of, you know, I hate to say correction, but thinking a different way, a different perspective is God's not going to take you out of this world until your purpose is done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, it could very well, you may not ever know what the purpose is, but sure. you, God has a plan for you. And if you, if you work with them, give them something to work with, as Pastor Keith always says, then you'll hit it. You may not realize it at the moment that you hit your purpose, but... You know, it's there. I I totally agree. That's some good stuff, and we're not even into the meat of this. We're not <laughs> even, not even close. I've had my coffee, so man, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, right on. Uh, so, the Mighty Anvil is uh, a core value based podcast. It's very important us, to us. Uh, top three core values. Oh, top three core values. Um, honor. I just, I think that's such a such an important piece because it's not only it's it's who we are but how we treat other people. I think that's important. Integrity is another core value that I I think is extremely important. Just simply because it represents your character, and you know when you've got that integrity, people can trust you. I think that's hmm. valuable. And 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 the other core value that I I think's for me real important is just love. You know, I love my family, uh, my wife, my kids, and then I love the people around me. And that's that's what Jesus told us to do. Right. Yeah. You know, why is it so hard for people to do? Right. And it's hard. It's hard because, you know, you that spirit of offense sure does love to creep in and, and take over. Yes. It's pretty well, powerful. I wasn't speeding that fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing something a little bit different today. Uh, and I didn't put this in your notes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, I usually prepare the uh, guests so that they know what we're going to be uh, talking about. But we're going to do some quick hits. i got four questions. Okay. Real quick answers. Sure. And uh, so here we go. All right. Favorite book? Favorite book? Um, you know, I could say the, the Bible. But I'm going to go. Um, there's a book called uh, Now is the Best Time. It's by Mike Rodriguez. And he's one of my mentors at, uh, that got me started and i've got a whole story about him but right mike rodriguez now is the best time right on okay so favorite author favorite author um gosh got so many i've got mike rodriguez simon sinek um oh god uh, uh del carnegie love him really okay absolutely love del carnegie favorite uh movie that was a book Favorite movie that was a book. I guess they're all really. Uh, I know they're all like kind of a bookish of sorts. Yeah. Um, I'll give you one of mine. Yeah. Uh, Ready Player One. 
Ready Player. Oh yeah, yeah. So That's, if you haven't read it, I'm not sure how old you are. I'm assuming you're around my age. Yeah, maybe a little younger. Um, but it fits. It's pop culture that fits right into yeah. my life. Uh, there's a, an, an, uh, a a chapter where they're talking about playing uh, not Defender because that was one of the games I played. I love Defender, but Joust. Yes, yes. And it, that was in the book. Mm-hmm. And I remember a friend of mine, Jeff Blevins, and I going to school and back from school, probably playing three dollars worth of quarters each time. <laughs> on and it, that book just uh, just hit it. It just hit every. Yeah, every you'd have book. heavy pockets carrying all those quarters around. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, there was some jingling uh, walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite character from a book. Favorite character from a book. Um, Oh man, I I read a lot of self help books, so there's a, not a lot of characters in the me. books that I read. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, it's, it's me. You know, yeah. honestly, you know, it, favorite character in a book, I, I would have to say me, just simply because to that point, I read a lot of self help books. Mm-hmm. So when I read those books, I put myself in that position as, mm-hmm. the, as the author speaking. In fact, um, Mike Rodriguez, my my mentor. He wrote a book about eight keys to exceptional selling. And as he, I was chatting with him, he's like, Gary, I want you to reread this chapter, but instead of salesperson or whatever, I want you to put your name in it. And so I reread that chapter and with my name in it, and it totally just mm-hmm. trans, transformed the, 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 what I got from that chapter. So I, I know it sounds corny, but to me, it was incredibly impactful. So, and I'll give this advice. So if you ever read a self-help book and it, and it talks about a generic name, you know, the, the leader, the supervisor, the sales consultant, or whatever it may be self-help for, put your name in it and replace that generic pronoun or noun with your name in it. And it absolutely transforms the way you pull information from that book. Okay, so in this day in my, or this season in my life, mm-hmm. Uh, I am looking for, or not looking for, but opportunities. To say, hey, that would be a money-making thing. Yeah. Uh, Mike Rodriguez? Yes. I think that, or just an idea, see if uh, this floats. But uh, you can individually, you know those books where you can put your kid's name in? Yes, yes. I think maybe, you know, in, oh, yeah. uh, personalize and a little increase the cost Shan- of the book. Shannon did one. Yeah? My, me and Isaiah, not just our names, but even our likeness, our faces. That's great. It's, it was, it. She gave it to me for Christmas. I cried like a baby. <laughs> I was not expecting it, but it was, it right? was great. It was an awesome present. Who knew That's, you were so yeah. s- soft and, yeah. and cuddly? <laughs> He's got a smooth voice. voice. He's probably got a smooth heart as <laughs> right, well, man. Right. Uh, <laughs> Alan, you, you want to? Uh, you got some questions for him? Yes, actually, I do. So, well, one question that's not in the notes here. Uh, you, you guys are throwing me off pulling all these questions <laughs> that aren't in my notes. The notes are really for uh, us when we, if we ever were to have that guest. Yeah. That uh, it's like, oh, what do we, what do we do? What do we ask? These are just kind of fallback questions. Um, okay. It really is just where the Lord wants us to go. And, Amen. And, and these are just, you know, it's just kind of like, hey, these are ideas that will pop out. But sure, you've already brought up some really good stuff that we're not e- like we're not even into the meat of. What hey, that's we're all right. Here. So that's that's really is what we're about. So actually, just so that we can bring this up, sure. The reason why we have Gary on today is because he just released a new book, and it's the Super Fantastic Process. Mm. Um, this is his second book, mm-hmm. Super Fantastic Principles. Principles. 
and that will be read too. I think that principles apply no matter what, whatever, how the principles of life, be it if you believe in Jesus, believe mm-hmm. in God, those principles still work outside of that. Oh, yeah. Outside of that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So. And, and if I can just kind of go off on a little tangent, the principles for me, I, I based that book off of one thing that Jesus said, and that was one of our, the, the uh, kind of the question that you had asked earlier was when Jesus called his disciples the salt of the earth. That one intrigued me. I was like, why would he call them salt? And so I did some research on salt mm-hmm. and what, is it, what did it mean back in that time? And so I came up with that there was four key elements or, or uses or impacts of salt in that time frame, that culture. And it ended up being four principles that I was able to to create a book and there's a lot of stories of people that I've met that exhibit pieces of those principles and it, to me it was just it was kind of a you know if you're going to if you're going to have some principles you might as well tie it to something that Jesus said he called them salt of the earth what does salt mean it's got these four key elements that was the the use and the value of salt back in that time man it, it's it's pretty powerful to me anyway Okay, we're going to come back and read that book. We're <laughs> you know have, what? I, we're going to have you back on. I challenged myself this year. I was going to read four books by June. Yeah? Yeah, I think I'm on my way. I, I've got this one, The Super Fantastic Process. SoulCon, I'm not Does really going to really count. count. Does that count I've as a book? Before. Well, I mean, kind of. It's a book. You read it. I think. Uh, well, when we've read it as many times and gone through it, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think maybe maybe uh, you're you're being generous to, to yourself. But, so. so maybe not SoulCon, but then I'm sorry, uh, I'm just being hard. Sorry. The other the other what book I have do. is um, Fight by Craig Groeschel, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, and I also have uh, Fathered by God. So I have like three books that I'm already like. Got lined up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Super yeah. fantastic principles. Another good, easy yeah. read. That will be another one. Yeah. So my question, uh, in your book, in the Super Fantastic Process, you talked about living by design and living by default. Mm-hmm. How is it, how, how can we tell which one it is that we're living by? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, and I talked to, touched on a little bit about this earlier. It's, it's about choice. So we all have choices to make when we wake up in the morning. You can choose to be happy or you can not choose anything, and that's still a choice. Mm -hmm. But when you don't choose anything, then you just kind of float along with whatever your circumstance, your environments create for you. But when you choose, choose a life by design, that is you are, no matter what that circumstance or that environment is, you're choosing to, to, to be proactive with it, for it, or to create it in some respect. So all of us, you know, I wake up in the morning and, and uh, you know, I work from home. I'm very blessed to be able to work from home. Amen to that. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Um, so my choice is every morning I wake up, I walk to my, my office, open up my laptop, and I get ready for the day. I've got a, you know, laundry list of emails. Now, in that moment... That's my environment. That's my circumstance. I've got a laundry list of emails. First world problem. <laughs> but so I can choose a life by design and say, you know what? I'm going to you know, create a list. I'm going to get my to-do list. I'm going to attack this, take care of the business. Mm-hmm. Or I can choose a life by default and say, oh, my God, I've got a whole laundry list of emails. I'm never going to get through all of this. And let that, that laundry list of emails, just the example, mm-hmm. create my my attitude, my feelings. Mm. So 
that life by design is, is going in and saying, okay, you know, here's what, what it is. And I am going to attack it. I'm going to manage it. I'm going to lead it. I'm, my choice is to be the one that controls it in some respect. But the life by default is simply saying, you know what, I have to react to the things that are in front of me. This laundry list of emails, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, I'm so stressed, I'm so busy, I can't do those things. So it's, it's, it really just comes down to simply making a choice and take an action that follows that choice. And it's just two components. And, you, and if you choose it, that's a life by design. If you don't choose it, it's still a choice. That's a life by default. That was uh, one of my questions as well. So it really jumped out at us. It's a a core value design Mm -hmm. that I am adding to my six this year. Great. Out of all of the core values that I have, I feel like I've already displayed those those qualities. That's Mm -hmm. that's who I was. This is the first one that I can say that it that's not me. I don't live by design. Yeah. I have. I'm fifty, almost fifty one years old, and I have gone through life. I wouldn't say without a care in the world or whatever, but just not by design, just mm-hmm. getting up and doing what I did. And uh, it's starting to kind of frustrate me that yeah. I didn't, you know, I'm, I have not been intended, intentional, intentional on the things that I wanted to do. And so. you, you feel like you've missed opportunity because you just, you just kind of happened. You just kind of <laughs> yes. flowed with the things that are there. And, you know, life by design for me is can be as simple as or start as simple as when you wake up in the morning is first thing you do is you choose your attitude. And that's real important to me. You know, you you make that choice because if you don't make that choice, then somebody else will make it for you or your circumstance, your environment will make it for you. And then you become reactive. You're on your heels um, the whole day because you didn't make that choice. And that's a first choice that you can make is choose the attitude. Am I going to be happy? Am I going to enjoy this day? Or am I going to suffer through it? You know, for me, I, I just turned 50. And so for me, man, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. That's my choice every morning. I'm, I'm just going to enjoy the day. There may be some crazy stuff that happens during the day. I've got kids at home and, you know, my wife and, and you know, I love them to death. But crazy things happen. Mm-hmm. We can either choose to, you know, get frustrated by it let the spirit of fence creep in or we can just you know choose to enjoy it choose to learn from it how do you uh how do you correct your thinking when that spirit of offense i'm, oh. I'm gonna say that's good looks like it's hard to do with it him. is or not hard not hard to change it but like the smile and the 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 choices that you start off the day it's like hey, does he ever get offended you know? yeah you know i i do i really do and in fact i i wrote a little bit about the spirit of offense in um in the book but, you know, the spirit of offense is going to creep in and, and, you know, I'm human. I get offended occasionally. But, you know, for the most part, you think, is, is it, and I go back to Pastor Keith, the thing's not about the thing. So I see the spirit of offense start creeping in and I try to recognize it as best as possible. But, and, you know, there's, there's times that I get offended. I'll admit it. You know, I'm human. But then I go back to that choice I made. Am I, am I choosing to let those things control me or am I going to control that kind of thing? But, yeah, I, I, you know, I admit it. I get offended occasionally. 
What's the? Oh, we've already kind of. I, I was kind of going over my questions here and what the thought behind the title was. But Scott, wake up! We are. We have discussed that. <laughs> uh, it's about a little flavoring of uh, of your day. Um, opening paragraph. Oh, this is funny. So yeah. as I'm reading the opening paragraph, yeah, it is displayed in my real life. Right. So uh, this week we were on a Kaizen event mm-hmm. and kind of wrapping it up. It was probably one of the. I hope these people that aren't listening. <laughs> it was not as eventful as or productive as we had hoped. Sure. Could have been an email kind of scenario. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, so funny. The, are you willing to change your mind yeah. or have your mind changed? I'm, I didn't quote it right, but they op- it talks about starting off. Hey, would you be willing to change how you think? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was we had two different groups of people. We had engineers and we had, um, what were those people? Oh, the service technicians. Guys, it's 530 in the morning. Right. <laughs> give me, give me a, well, it's only six. Um, but, and service was, they were thinking one thing mm-hmm. that they, the things that they wanted, uh, they, you know, they weren't willing to change their mind. I'm not saying that was a bad thing. They just knew what they were going in to try to achieve. Right. Um, and then it was a totally different mindset on the other side. And it just, if, if there was a little bit better definition or people understood, Hey, look, let's be willing to change our mindset here. Mm -hmm. Look at a different perspective and move forward from that. Yeah. Um, how do you get, so there's another book that I've been reading. I don't know if you've read it, uh, starfish and the spider talks about, uh, how organizations are laid out. You got the flat, uh, organization, which would be this, uh, the starfish and how you have a catalyst, a person who's a catalyst and just kind of gives people ideas on how to go in their, in their area, mm-hmm. or they have a top down organization that's called the spider. That's, you know, I think they brought up, uh, AMC records, stuff like okay. that. How that if a part of that spider was taken away, it would struggle, but a starfish, you cut off an arm and it grows back. And you've also got another starfish that starts to grow off the arm. So yeah. how, I said all that to to bring in, how do you change someone's mindset or get them to open up to new perspectives? Yeah. You know, a lot of people are stubborn and, and, and I get that. I've been, I'm raising my hand. Yeah. I'm I'm raising my hand as well. Me too. And a lot of us kind of stick to, or, or cling to, that's the way we've always done it. And that's a really difficult thing to let go of because we've always done it this way. It's worked. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, all the cliches, the idioms that you'll, you'll hear, a lot of people cling to those things um, because it's secure. They feel comfortable with it. And, you know, I, I, work, I work in the REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, amazing company. And we've got a lot of people that cling to the old ways of doing things. And... What, what we've found, my personal experience, professional experiences, is you don't challenge them as a person that, you know, you shouldn't be clinging to this or you need to change. It's more of just, you know, you offer up, here's this new opportunity, you know, give it a try. And so I think a lot of it that I've found is we don't, we don't attack the person, we attack the performance, and the performance can be... I've always done it that way, and that's how I'm going to perform. So what we do is we, we give them an option, an opportunity to test the waters with this new 
performance mm-hmm. approach so that it doesn't doesn't attack the person because you know that's that's the way they're going to do it and that's the way they're always going to do it i'll just give you an example we have a you know some of our uh, associates don't like computers they're mm-hmm. old school they prefer pen and paper and as as we change we've got to all of our stuff's electronic now and yeah. and getting them to change can be difficult but we don't we don't attack the the validity of pen and paper the value of it we we share we introduce you know the opportunities of using the computer and the value of it so that's that's the that's my experience that i've you know seen and has been successful in helping helping others so instead of attacking the person attack the process yeah and what can we change and that was one of the things this week was we gave them new ideas of where to put components mm-hmm. and they well it's it we're efficient to where we're efficient at where it's at right now sure and that was kind of hard it's like well if you're saying there's nowhere better for it so right that, that change of thinking and that's that's a good thing is the process i should have challenged challenged a little bit more on that um because you know there there's and that's the thing is you know hey we're efficient why change it's not broke don't fix it mm. and so if you're able to offer up you know hey here's here's this new approach new process new widget gadget whatever you want to call it could it make you more efficient could you get more done with this new approach this new thinking you know and hey there's this is still valid the way you're doing it now it's it, you know if it's if it's working great and here's another opportunity mm-hmm. could make you better could make you more efficient i think that they saw the short termness of it of i'm efficient now i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to learn use your word scott you're a big boy yeah you're gonna have to learn a new way and your efficiency would can be dropped but eventually that efficiency comes back It'll up bring back up mm-hmm. and you know you see that in a lot of leaders when they talk about training other people you know it's easier for me to just do it myself I don't want to train this other person, so I'm just going to do it myself. That's short-term thinking. Mm-hmm. If you end up training that other person to do the things that they could do, can do, then you know there's going to be that learning curve. It'll take them a little time to pick up. But when you and I talk a little bit about this in, in leadership, um, it's oh, it's the third component of leadership. It's called overall leadership. You know, yeah, you could do it yourself, absolutely. You know, that's probably, that's why you're in the position you are. If you want to help others grow and make your job easier, then you, you want to duplicate that leadership. I'm and looking so, up right now because I feel like God's talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> I just, <laughs> he said that. And I just had my yearly review hmm. and uh, my manager told me that, uh, Scott, you need to figure out a way. No, he didn't say that. These are not his words. This is what I heard you need to stop doing everything and you need to manage how it gets done by other people. Yeah. I have a tendency to take on everything and I don't know. Well, why. And, 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 and I would, and I don't want to say correct you, but I would, I would uh, suggest instead of manage that you lead the other people to do those things, you oh, know, and, and again, that's kind of the three, three, three components of leadership. Uh, where it hits the overall, and that's the ultimate. And in, in my book, I talk about the ultimate component of leadership is overall, is where the leader ends up, um, you know, bettering themselves and then exhibiting what they've learned. And then the overall is where you start duplicating your leadership. 
And so managing to me, to me, my interpretation of managing is just checking boxes. Gotcha. You know, that's so easy. Anybody can manage because you're simply checking boxes. Mm. Being a leader is tough because that is where you, <clears throat> you have to lead yourself. You exhibit that leadership and then you have to duplicate that leadership. And duplicating the leadership is tough because that is where you've you've done all these things and you're grooming for lack of better words you're grooming your other associates your other team members to do the things that you do and for a leader that can be a little bit scary because if i give away (laughs) the things that i do then at that point in time do i lose my value to the company because i've given it away i've i've led my, you call them subordinates or my associates or whatever, I've led them to do the things that I can do, what happens to me? And so that can be a scary proposition for the leader. However, one of the things that I've seen is, and, and, and I've experienced this because, you know, being, being in, you know, in the real estate investment trust is I've, I have helped some of my team members get promoted. And that is probably one of the greatest joys. And as a, you know, one of your other supervisors can look at you and say, you know what? Scott churns out leaders. Mm. Mm -hmm. He churns out people that can replace him. I want this guy around because he's constantly churning people out that is helping big picture this whole company do better. That is that light bulb that led light bulb moment <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a, he's elevated from an incandescent yes to those little curlicue fluorescents to an led that is i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that because uh i think that is probably one of my fears is look at me i'm trying i'm replacing myself instead of i'm creating other leaders and yeah. that's, that's the value companies that's that's, that's what they want oh mm. man man if, if your president sees you as the leadership factory you become absolutely invaluable to that company wow that is a thought that's true that's that's that's, that is huge so you mentioned the three components of leadership yes yes talk to (laughs) us about this so i've got three components of leadership i write in my book the first one is called internal leadership and simply is you have to before you can lead other people you got to be able to lead yourself and that there's so much that goes into leading yourself. You've got to develop yourself. And a lot of that, and I'm, I'm looking at my notes real quick. So to develop yourself, you know, we talk about alignments. Uh, you've got to connect yourself with the right people. Then we t- I talk about mentors. Go find a mentor that will help you, that will grow you, that will challenge you. And sometimes you've got to pay for a mentor, but you know what? It's an investment in yourself and it's worth it. <laughs> And then, you know, you got to read the right things, you know, and I love as you guys are talking about the, some of the books that are on your list that you want to read. You've got to listen to the right things and then you've got to, to just learn. You've got to continuously educate yourself. So that's the internal leadership component. I'm going kind of fast, just kind of go through this. External is where these things that you've internalized, where you're developing your own internal leadership, you start, you start sharing with your team. You start grooming them, you start growing them, you teach them the things that you do that could replace you, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. but you're turning out leaders. So there's some components with the external leadership. You know, the first one is, you know, you want to correct and redirect timely. 
You know, mm-hmm. you, you got to go through that with your teams. Because if you don't correct somebody's behavior, then they're just going to continuously go off on that tangent. But if you correct them and redirect them in a timely fashion, not only will they appreciate you, but everybody around you and them will appreciate it. Right. And then there's the support, not punish. And so we're all going to make mistakes, right? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to raise Scott's, my hand. Scott's, you know, maybe not so much. Maybe just Alan and I, we make the mistakes in life. Um, I just, I saw your halo kind of pop up a moment ago. Um, it does that from time to time. Right, right. <laughs> but the support, not punish. So you want to create an environment that if somebody makes a mistake, they are, they're not going to hide it because they know you're going to support them and not punish them for it. And I had an amazing leader one time he shared with me is there's two kinds of mistakes. There's a felony mistake and a misdemeanor mistake. You know what a felony mistake is. Don't make those. You know, be smart. <laughs> a misdemeanor mistake is, hey, those, these things happen and you just move past it. You know, you learn from it and you go on. You pay your ticket, you pay your fine, you move on. And then, again, with the external, you know, you got to be grateful for your team. They, they can interview anywhere, right, to get a job. Jobs, yeah. you know, jobs are jobs. But they chose your company. They chose you to work for you. So, you know, you want to have some gratefulness, that, that emotion that they've, they've chose you to work for you, even though you're paying them the whole thing. And then also you want to show them appreciation. Hey, you came in, you did your job today. Thank you. Hey, you came in today and did a great job. Thank you. You're just you're showing appreciation. And there's so many different ways. And I talk about it in the book all the different ways that you can show appreciation. In fact, you know, I talk about how you can create a positive, um, positive, uh, capital in a, um, in their, their, uh, deposit, in their deposits, almost like a banking system. Mm-hmm. You know, there's loans, there's deposits, withdrawals, mm-hmm. all those kind of things. And I talk about it in the book. Um, and then there's also debt appreciation recovery. Cause sometimes you, as a leader, you walk into a scenario where, you know, it's a bad scenario. And so you've got to go through debt appreciation recovery. Um, but that's external. So there's a lot of things that you, you've, you've internalized and you're sharing with your teams and you're supporting the teams through the way. And then I touched on it earlier, the overall leadership. Mm-hmm. That's where you start identifying those potential leaders in your group. Then you start investigating how you can help them grow and then you start initiating those things. You know, okay, I see Alan, this guy's got some talent. This guy has the capacity to do X, Y, Z. I need to figure out how to get him growing with this, get that momentum building. And then I gotta initiate it. I gotta get him, okay, I've seen Alan, I've, I've helped him grow, we've talked, we've supported each other. And now I'm gonna put him in a position to take on that leadership role. And, and that's the part of, here I am about to replace myself because I see Alan's got that talent, that skill. So I'm going to kind of work it. I'm going to groom it to take that piece off of my plate or not necessarily. Well, yeah, to take that piece off of my plate, but to also give Alan a chance to show his skills, to show his talent so that he can be thing. And here I am. I'm starting that leadership factory. Alan's my, my first victim. I mean, my first, uh, <laughs> my first person that I'm going to, to um, put in this leadership factory because 
I've internalized all of my stuff. I've shared it with the people, and now I'm working. I'm identifying opportunities. I'm investigating how I can help Alan grow his leadership, and then I'm going to initiate it. I'm going to get him into those roles where he can. I'm giving him trust. He feels the value of himself because he's now being trusted with this new leadership role, and he's going to shine. You know, and there's a possibility that Alan may get promoted. And that, that's, that's the other thing with overall leadership is you want to promote from within. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, that creates an environment within a company is when you can start promoting from within, people are like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm going to do the things I can do and I'm going to work with my supervisor so I can get promoted. You know, because people are, you know, they want to get promoted, right? Oh, yeah. And when you see somebody come in from the outside of the company for that position right above you that you thought maybe eh, had it given the chance and the opportunity or the grooming or the, the support, I could have done that, but it didn't happen. And this other person from outside the company came in. That can be a little demoralizing. But through internal mm-hmm. leadership, developing myself as a leader, external leadership i'm exhibiting those things and helping my team and then through overall leadership i start duplicating me and then alan becomes a better version of me as a leader and he's doing more things and i start turning out more leaders you know alan becomes promoted i've got another person i start that same process with that person they get promoted and then all of a sudden scott is the leadership factory just turning out leaders and then Alan becomes another leadership factory. You know, he starts turning out because he had that example mm-hmm. of a leader that was building themselves, exhibiting it externally through the other people, and then start duplicating that leadership. And you just you you start creating leadership factories around you, and that is what Jesus did. He right yes he did yeah, yeah. that was yeah. see how i did LED that thing right there. that was pretty cool no i was kidding <laughs> um but that's what jesus did because he simply exhibited he had it already in him but he started exhibiting it and then he gave it to his disciples and then his disciples became the leadership factory wow man i feel like that's like a lot of that speaks to me now with fatherhood i mean i you're absolutely right. Isaiah's, That's good. Isaiah's too, but at the same time, like s- setting up an environment of support mm-hmm. and not punishment. Yeah, he's going to make a mistake, but at yeah. the same time, instead of punish him, you support know, him support him. It. Hey, it's okay. No big deal. And, I, and I prefer punishing him. <laughs> <laughs> and think about it, Alan. You know, you, that, you call, I call it, you know, we call it leadership in the business world, but in the family, that's legacy yeah. you're creating, you know? And so... Your son is going to duplicate the things you show him, mm-hmm. and then he becomes the father later, and that's the leadership factory that wow. you're creating. You can do it in the business world. You can do it at home. It's, it's all valuable. But you've got to be a great dad. You've got to learn how to be a great dad you know, by that's internal leadership, and then you exhibit it, and then your son becomes the overall leadership and duplicates the things that you share with him. So how can we identify or better identify negative thoughts and processes that we might be passing down to those that we're leading? Mm, I, it's, it's, it's the choice you make. Again, and, and in the book I talk about, you know, there's, there's several different approaches. There's words. And you have to select your word. 
And one of the things I kind of do an experiment in the book is there is, you know, it's so easy just to randomly select a word that kind of is your mood, Mm -hmm. right? But that falls back into the default approach. If you randomly select a word because oh, this is my mood, this is my environment, this is my circumstance, then you're following in the default approach. If you, if you want to create a better approach, then it's a choice. It is simply a choice. You wake up in the morning and I choose, today is the day the Lord has made, I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Bottom line, that's the choice. And so, you know, if you choose a positive word, and I, you know, and I, and I create a whole, I've got a matrix in there of, of words. That's the one thing I love about this book. It's interactive. Yeah. Uh, there's little spaces to put oh, yeah. notes. your name, mm-hmm. notes. Uh, there's charts, the things to fill out. I love, I love things that get me pulled into mm-hmm. being part of it. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And, you know, and as goofy as it sounds, there's, there's an experiment in the book where I ask you to think about a statement and then I ask you to speak that same statement and then I ask you to act that same statement and it sounds goofy when I first was writing the book I was like all right this this is just too goofy and I was I was like well it is goofy and I'm I am goofy myself however I found value in this doing this because if you don't if you don't think it, then you can't speak it, then you can't act on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's a process. It's, it's all a process. And one of the, um, the core scriptures that really I followed on this book, and I'm, I'm going to have to read it because I, I have the hardest time memorizing. Uh, no judgment here. We save that for Mondays. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> As the armchair quarterbacks. So the process came from a scripture. Um, it was, it's uh, Matthew twelve thirty four to 35. It says, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings up good things stored up in him. And for me, that spoke of a process. So how do you, how do you store up good things? You know, it, God was given us, for me, God was given a direction or a process with that. You know, for, what, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So how do you fill up the heart? What's that process to fill up the heart? Hmm. And what does the heart mean in that statement? Is it the same as the mind? And so I started doing some research. What, is, what did they mean when they said heart in, in that time, in that culture, in that reference? And, and it was more of what they meant was your soul. Um, and I know, um, and so what are you filling yourself with? And what you fill yourself with is what comes out. Hmm. I've definitely seen that. Yeah. You know what the huff is? Uh, we're at that time. We're at that time. Are we at that time? It, it, again, you, for everybody that's listened to every podcast, we end it just the same way. With it's the like, huff? It's a huff. It's like, ah, uh, we need, I need more time, but just to, just to kind of sh- give people, I don't know. I, sometimes I think we need to go longer. Uh, most every day, we, every, every time day. we yeah. record, <laughs> every time there are, uh, I want to, there's a lot of meat in that. And I just kind of want to put some desserts on here. So here's some fun questions. Um, <laughs> who says fat is bad? Who you, says fat is bad? Yeah. 
So is it is the brain made up of sixty percent fat? Is that what the there was uh, some fa- some facts about the brain? Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the yeah. There's I mean the brain is 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 made of fat. So you've got you know it's nutrition. Yeah. And so my my question was, what was the most interesting fact that you learned about the brain? Oh, it produces enough electricity, twenty three watts, to light a a standard incandescent light bulb. Not an LED. No. Well, yeah, I guess it could do an LED, but that, that's fascinating that the brain produces enough electricity if you could plug into it appropriately and not kill somebody. Um, you could light a light bulb with your don't, brain, don't like literally. Have, don't they have experiments like that? Where you didn't like, Uncle Fester do that? <laughs> I think he put it in his mouth, but still, you know, I thought that was fascinating. It is pretty interesting. Uh, and then the, the last fun question that I have is there's quite a few memes on, memes on leadership. Yeah. Uh, I've got one in mind that is my favorite, but is there have is that as a meme thing to you? Do you do, is that something you look at about leadership? Is, oh, you know, I love all of those those memes out there. They're they're ubiquitous, and I, I love to spend time on LinkedIn just because it's there's so many great things out there. Um, you know, one I find a lot is you know that the picture of the the leader. There's two pictures of leaders or manager and leader. One is where the the manager is telling people to go do something. Mm -hmm. And then the one below the leader is where that person is kind of leading the charge of the people. Um, So that one's everywhere. I think it's kind of fun. But I think all of the memes have some value in them, no matter whether they're serious or goofy, because um, Zig Ziglar shared that. Um, somebody asked him, you know, this motivation is not going to last very long. And then a response saying, well, neither does bathing. That's why we encourage you to do it daily. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Love and it. so I think, you know, all of those memes, you know, you'll, you'll see them on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. You know, people post those memes and, and they're all over the place. And what are they, you know, what's the purpose of them? And, and just like Zig Ziglar said, you you, you got to get inspired daily, and it's that choice to to be inspired daily. It's true. It's a true statement. What's your favorite meme? No, I'm curious. Uh, yeah, that was that. It was that, it was one. that one. It was the Greek, uh, you know, the kind of Greek yes, drawing yes. where you got the guy that's pulling everybody, and you got the guy that's pushing everybody. Right, that, that's right. that was that was my favorite meme. Yeah, uh, and that's what made me think about leadership. I've 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 got that saved. Mm-hmm. And I think of it quite often as like, how do I want to do this? Yep. Do I want to tell people? And obviously uh, giving people with the dynamic that I've learned so far is I need to, you know, kind of let it go and let other people do what they need to do and uh, just kind of pull them along. So Yeah. And that's the trust part. And I think when, when your team trusts you mm-hmm. or when your team knows that you trust them as a leader to go do things and, and it's okay to make mistakes and they're not going to hide it from you. You'll be surprised how how much more they'll do because when when they feel that their leader trusts them that to give them a little extra, start duplicating leadership, they'll do so much more. I think my hardest part on the correction part is I I don't what what holds me back from leadership mm-hmm. is being is is a mindset of I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Oh yeah, and. I want them to like me, you know, and I want us to get along because I think harmony is a way of propelling stuff. Yeah. But it, I also know that that is also drives me crazy because I can't help correct, you know, well, mm-hmm. I can, I can do all things, but I choose not to correct because, and it's, well, let me do this. Let's, let's flip it. 
what if, let me ask you a question. What if you were doing something wrong and your supervisor knew you were doing the wrong thing, going off on a tangent, but never said anything to you? How would you feel? At the end of that, uh, when that got to the end of that process, I was, I would be a little upset that I put in all the work for nothing. So. Yeah. And you went off on this tangent and your boss knew you're going off on a tangent, but never said anything because they wanted to protect your feelings and they wanted to maintain that harmony, harmonious relationship. You'd be pretty miffed, right? Yeah. Cause you did all this work off mm-hmm. on a tangent for nothing. And now you get, and now you got to come all the way back. So the, you know, I would rather, and I've, I've seen examples and, you know, I've, I've been a leader supervisor for multiple decades. I would rather have that moment of, Hey, with my team member and just say, Hey, I noticed that the performance was this, and this is what we need. So I just wanted to catch you before you got too far off. Gotcha. Not the person, but the performance. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the key. That's the, that's a real critical piece is I'm not attacking the person. I'm just attacking the performance. And I'm, and I just want to say, Hey, I wanted to catch you to let you know that, um, the performance that X, Y, Z, that, that, came from this was a little off of what we wanted so let's let's bring you back how can i help bring you back to and where you just did that you brought I, us all the way back from uh not correcting the person but the prompt the performance the performance and that yeah. was said at the beginning I like that. man uh i was gonna say real quick one thing i mm-hmm. uh, back in the day when i worked in a call center a pharmacy call center one thing that i really respected about the manager that we had was when it was time to do overtime as opposed to just saying Hey, you guys have to come in Saturday and do overtime, and then we're just there by ourselves. Yeah, she was actually there in the office with mm. us, making the same phone calls that we were making, and yeah. that's something that I, as as an employee, I always respected. And yeah. I told myself, like, when I get to that level, I want to do the same thing. I want to be in the trenches with my subordinates, you know, yeah. whatever. I want to be in the trenches with them so that they know that I know. Well, so basically, like. I know their job. I know so what I'm you're going, going through. Out. Yes, I know exactly what you're going through. Nobody wants to do overtime, but guess what? I'm here with you. Sometimes a leader has to step in. Yeah. But at the same time, sometimes a leader can't step in True. because they mm-hmm. have to step back so they can see that 30,000-foot view. And that, that's a leader's job is sometimes to step back so that they can see the big picture. Because when you're, when you're in the trenches with your team, you, you're, you're in that moment mm-hmm. and a leader should always be looking beyond the moment. They should be looking, you know, more than a day out, more than three months out. So sometimes you got to step back, you know, get your team prepared, ready, get them, get that momentum rolling, but you've got to step back as a leader so that you can see that big picture. Because if you're in that trenches, you can't see the, the slight misdirections that your mm-hmm. team's going and so as a leader, if you can step back for a moment, you know, maybe it's that day or whatever, however the, the, the approach is, if you step back, you can see that slight shift and you're like, oh, okay, you can come back in with your group and redirect them a little bit. So it works with one person, the correct and redirect timely. It also works with the whole team. Yeah. As a leader, you just, you got to step back sometimes and say, okay, wh- where's my team shifting? What's, what's the shift? What do I need to come back in with the team and make that correction in a timely fashion? Man, I, <laughs> I, I got more questions, but we're out of time. <laughs> we're at an hour. Uh, so, Alan, um, 
next week. Yeah, so uh, next week we will be meeting with Pastor Steve Miner, and we'll Ooh. talk about mission trips and how we can impact the world. Um, and I think that's going to be awesome to, yeah, I'm to looking actually forward hear to that about because I, I think a lot of people are looking for opportunities mm-hmm. to how how can I change the world? How yeah. can I change somebody else's perspective today? Pastor Steve's awesome. Yeah, yeah he's he a great is. guy. Yeah, he is. Also, if you want to support the Mighty Anvil, please see the links uh, in the show notes and help us to change the world. Yeah, we got some plans going on. So, yeah. Well, as a uh, formality, not a from. No, I hate to say formality. Um, as a tradition, mm-hmm. tradition. Yes, uh, we have our guest pray us out. Uh, if you would give us the honor, absolutely. Thank you, Heavenly Father God. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the the. Um, the choice that we get to make to to praise you in all things, glorify you in all the things that we do, God. And I just pray everybody that's listening to this that they choose the positive. They choose the the things that will glorify you in their actions each day. God, I, I, I pray over Scott and Alan. Thank you for the things that they are doing. And I pray that it just continues to grow and touch other people in such a positive way that it continues to glorify you. Mm. God, I just, I praise you and I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, sir. It was thank a you. pleasure. Thank you. Uh, we well, will be awesome. having you back on and discussing the other book, even though it's already released. Uh, <laughs> Love there's it. so much stuff in Anytime. there. Anytime. Yeah, right on. Strikers, next week. We'll see you. <laughs>